Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome back to the Surgeon Masters Mini Podcast. Uh, welcome all of you uh, to our episode today. We have a guest today, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, a family medicine physician and physician coach. Uh, Aaron uh, started uh, coaching physicians in about 2015 and is gaining tremendous experience with that and has done a lot to deal with uh, physician and surgeon wellness, burnout prevention, and uh, wanted to uh, welcome you to the podcast. Yeah, thanks. It's not too often that a family doctor gets to hang out with some surgeons, only well, in like the old school doctor's lounge. I don't know, just there's always great revelations that you get by opening your mind and being willing to uh, talk to the cool folks that are in family medicine. So we welcome well, you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. We, uh, you know, we sometimes get a little res resistant to others telling us uh, how to do things, but I think uh, you're invited. We want you here and we want you to share your perspective because I think you've learned quite a bit in your career and in doing a lot of this stuff. Particularly, I want to talk about uh, physicians in distress physicians struggling and I wanted you to share a little bit of your experience with uh, helping physicians in this area. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Look to the right, look to the left. Aren't we all a little bit distressed these days or have been for a little bit? You know, that was my motivating factor to become a physician coach. I was receiving coaching in 2014 when it was like the worst year of my life and looked around and was like, oh my gosh, we need we need this coaching stuff in medicine. We It's absolutely fundamental. We needed it day one in medical school, all the way through residency and fellowship, and most certainly when we get out into practice. Because there's so much that we're just dealing and juggling and balancing, whatever you want to call it, that when that gets out of kilter, it's no wonder we get off base and then we get labeled as distressed. So I'm really excited to have been helping our colleagues for the last four, four and a half years, really help develop uh, what they want for their life and their practice, and then really push them to go after it. That's awesome. And I know that I've been uh, on some panels and groups that have dealt with the issue of uh, depression, suicide, some of these other really tough topics when it, it's a colleague. It's somehow that when it's a colleague, um, there's a degree of discomfort for many of us in that area. How how do we, how can we do it? How can we get more comfortable um, helping each other? Well, I have to share a story to start with. So it was while I was in residency, um, I was coming off of like a night's rotation on medicine. I was like three months postpartum trying to pump first baby, just an absolute mess. Left the the day before my husband and I had just a huge ass fight like one of those like I'm done we're getting divorced kind of situations and I remember sitting down in the residence room and just my hands on my head and just like silently sobbing at my desk 
And one of my colleagues came over, his name's Dr. Jones, and he just put his hand on my shoulder and he says, I don't know what's happened, but how can I help? And I really didn't even want to talk to him. I didn't want to open up and say that my life was falling apart. But he asked me again and he said, seriously, Aaron, how can I help? And that experience alone taught me how you approach a colleague. I mean, first and foremost, you just be brave. When you see somebody silently sobbing or you just get the feeling like shit has just hit the fan or they are having a horrible day, you just get that courage and ask them just totally openly, how can I help? And then next, you just sit there, non-judging, non-biased, you know, maybe even say something like, hey, I'm taking off my white coat and I'm just sitting here as your friend and just wait. And the third thing is that what Dr. Jones did for me was he didn't try to fix anything. He just wanted to hear. And, you know, so many times when we're in the valley of the suck, we just really do need somebody to sit with us, not fix it, not change it, but just acknowledge that we're in a bad place. And then the last thing I would encourage our listeners to do is, you know, if that colleague opens up, great. You know, sit there with them. Um, be open, don't, don't judge, don't try to fix it. But if some distressing details come out, maybe they say that they have considered suicide, maybe they say they don't know what to do, I would just encourage you to do, what would you do for a patient? Well, you would ensure safe next steps for them. So, um, you know, physicians, we, we do have to be careful. No one wants to end up in the emergency room getting an emergency psych consult because they admitted that, you know, maybe they were having some suicidal ideation. So I would just look at them and say, hey, we need to make sure you're safe. What would be that for you? And, you know, making sure that they have family support, making sure that they have, you know, immediate follow-up in the next 24 hours. I mean, it sounds silly, but even asking about, like, guns in the home or asking them, you know, what's your plan? If they say they don't have one, then statistically, you know, that shows that they're at a relatively better place of safety. But I would just say be with them, sit with them, ensure safety, and then just remind them that you're not going to go anywhere. Because too many doctors get really scared um, when they see a fellow doctor struggling. Like, if they interact with them, they're going to get scabies or you know, some terrible hepatitis or something. It's not contagious. We're all feeling it, and therefore we all need to work together to get out of it. That's awesome. I mean, I was laughing a little bit because I, I felt a little bit like there might be a little contagion on the downer part, but I think that's the, you're in the position to be the brave one in that moment, and that's the time to step it up and and do the things that you suggested of, you know, show, listening in particular trying not to fix things, show support, ensure safety, and give them an avenue for some follow-up. So those are those are great, great uh, comments. The, um, the other thing I was thinking is that, you know, if you think about just the, the number of people that have at some point in time in their life and career had suicidal ideation, if you simply were sharing that and that led to, you know, all the rocks falling down the hill, the whole rock slide effect, how traumatic that would be to a professional and one of the reasons they would potentially not want to open up. 
Yeah, it's huge. Actually, there's been some studies in my demographic as an um, early practice female physician. It's right now about 40% of us have some, side of, some sort of suicidal ideation right now. So it's more common than you think. Um, and it's just that doctors are not talking about it. And the scary thing is when a doctor does finally commit to ending their life, there's no second chances. We typically know how to do it and we know how to do it well. So that's why it's really important to be talking about it and saying, hey, this is not unusual. Because when you get in a place where you're so down, where you feel so trapped and so stuck that death is the only way out, I mean, there's a lot of doctors who in this climate will not admit that. They will never admit that because of the degree of the invasiveness of licensure and credentialing. But I just want to encourage everyone out there that you're not alone, that you're not the only one feeling this way, and that there is help available for you that does not require getting put in the padded room and getting your license stripped from you. So spectacular information. Thank you. And do me a favor, just one quick statement on our key message to the folks. Yeah, I would say just be brave and ask. How can I help? Thanks so much, uh, Dr. Weissman or Aaron. Uh, thanks for being with us. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Dr. Aaron Weissman. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.